Welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over a movie since high school, and we bring we aim to bring you honest conversation on relevant cinema. I'm your host, Brandon Bulby, and I have with me Sean Bulby. Hey there. How's it going? It's going pretty good. <clears throat> be fun talking movies with you again so on this review we will be talking about the long-awaited film called dune um Mm. this movie's been delayed since 2019 and we finally got to see it reoccurring Um, theme for our recent reviews definitely we are huge dennis villeneuve fans who is the director of this film um, though we did realize we have only seen maybe half of his movies, so uh, we're kind of slacking, Sean. Mm. Um, yeah, he's. Do def- you disagree? I mean, he's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, he has like he has some movies that go all the way back to 1998. Yeah, and 2000. I think maybe it's safe to say we've seen you know we've seen pretty much all his American films. We just yeah. need to go back and see his French. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's a one he, I, I mentioned earlier in 2010 that he was nominated for best foreign language film uh, in, in Sen, Incendies. Uh, yeah, Incendies. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd probably be a good start. Yeah, the, yeah, he was nominated at the Oscars, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I've never even heard of these other ones. and um, Right, me neither. Yeah. We need, we need to get on it. Uh, we're, we're bad fans. But for anyone else who doesn't know who he is, he is literally one of the, I don't know, top yep. seven best directors living S- right now. Specific. Um, no, I didn't want to say five because like all these other directors' names start bobbing in my head. Uh-huh. Um, so I just went yeah. with seven. But you got to see Sicario. You got to see Prisoners. You got to see Blade Runner. You got to see Arrival. Like this guy does not mm-hmm. miss and he's firing on all cylinders so yeah. see all his movies and then and enemy as well. enemy is one of his more recent ones that i think we you hadn't seen it either brandon no i haven't seen I haven't, it either. i haven't seen enemy uh, but that's uh that he did that after prisoners and mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute i'm looking at it at imdb right now and it says both of them came out in 2013 yeah the same year wow but that's, yeah it's interesting that's interesting, interesting yeah so Dune came out this weekend. It made forty million dollars at the box office, which is, you know, not bad. It's mm-hmm. not uh, like Marvel new blockbuster, mm-hmm. um, but pretty good for a weird uh, space opera. Yeah. Um, and instantly, Warner Brothers tweeted out that uh, they greenlit the sequel to the film. Awesome. Yeah. Very I... <clears throat> cool of them. Not cool of them. Very like cheeky of them to wait until the weekend of the release to just wait for to see the dollars come in if they were going to green light the next yeah a couple interesting things um i don't know how much they advertised that this was part one of a two-part series um i knew that i knew that it was but uh early before this episode i mentioned that the um the previous title like it's official this movie's official title is dune um, mm-hmm. And it, I read on, I think on IMDb that its previous title was Dune Part One. Um, okay. So that was like its official title, and then, um, yeah. So that's, I wonder if what they were going yeah, for, what? if they did, there was like some type of marketing thing that they thought maybe people would 
be less yeah. likely to go out and rush out and see the first part of a two-part dune you know dune yeah it'll probably something. just be called dune and the second will probably be dune just part two yeah we'll add that suffix to it yeah which is pretty common um, and i mm-hmm. will also point out that this movie had a 165 million dollar budget um, and so far it has uh grossed to uh 223 million dollars worldwide. worldwide so it's that's uh, good yeah 40 million now, yeah seems... the 40 million in the states is just yeah. a small fraction yeah. of that and that's that's good to hear i uh, mean uh, i didn't know how good this movie would actually do yeah. and it's great to see him breaking out because um you know his last film blade runner was kind of middling in the box so yeah definitely really happy it for was, him. it was really unfortunate um, um yeah. imagine if if the sequel could have been in the works over the last year and a half already yeah um and didn't have to wait this long to get its budget finally greenlit mm-hmm. you okay. mentioned how much did it cost 180 million 165 according 60, to I've, to we just kind of getting into the film review but i feel like i've seen a lot more expensive marvel superhero films that looked a lot cheaper yeah this yeah, movie definitely. honestly that's yeah. a crazy amount of money but it's surprising like this mm-hmm. movie could have been 300 million and yeah it wouldn't have been definitely bad for a two and a half hour like every single shot is you know some a type cgi of, yeah. painting yeah but uh, but uh anyways let's just get into it like what else are we going to talk about besides the biggest movie of the year um so let's get started mm-hmm. uh so film dune by dennis Villeneuve starring uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, and Oscar Isaac, among uh, many other famous people, which I'm not going to take the time to list, but we might touch on them in a bit. Uh, plot description. Um, it's a feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel, um, famous 1960s epic sci-fi fantasy, um, about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and the most vital elements in the galaxy. Undersimplification mm-hmm. of this massive story. Yeah. But I don't know, Sean, take it away. What did you think of this movie? Um, yeah. Um man, it's it's hard to it is kind of hard to put into words. Um and I felt the same about Blade Runner twenty forty-nine. Mm-hmm. Um it's I think the thing that like that, that really impacts me um, about this movie and as, as well as Blade Runner 2049 is that I feel like every moment of this movie, of the, both these movies, uh, every scene, every everything that happens in this movie, there's something incredibly unique about it. Um, there's something that I've n- either never seen before or an idea or a, a, you know something visual that yep. that I've never seen done before an idea that that I've never seen in, in on film before um, and it's just it's so refreshing to see that on on such a high budget movie like this um, and not again, only in its like epic big scale shots but in its like yeah. intimate moments too yeah it's incredibly unique and special in some form like yeah. you're just always seeing something new mm-hmm. yeah definitely and, and it's like i mean i know dune is a is a pre-existing property so same with blade runner um and a lot of this um a lot of the ideas that are that happen in this movie are are come out of the the book 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I even feel like uh, just the way that, that those ideas were realized in this movie mm-hmm. are so unique and interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I mean, that's like the, my initial kind of the thing that, that like just blows me away about this movie um, to get more into detail. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a it's really famous book. Um, I've never read the book, but I've seen a couple different adaptations of it before. The David, I saw the David Lynch yeah. version, and I saw a long time ago the the miniseries Dune. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, was, I, I definitely read the first like 150 pages of this book, like yeah, back in high school. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know why I put it down, uh, but I didn't come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily hate it, but that was after I had already seen the David Lynch version of it. I okay. I picked up the book for a bit. From what I understand, it is a it's a hard first, um, you know, however many pages to get through. It's a lot. Yeah, of... I mean, I remember is like a hundred pages of him, like he hadn't even gotten to Doom yet, you know. Yeah, and that's like over a fourth of the book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm. I'm right now i'm looking through my book collection or kelly's book collection i'm pretty sure she has to oh yeah here it is. yeah so it's, yeah i think it's like a 400 page book um yeah i mean not too long like but it's but from what i understand it's like it's really dense and a lot mm-hmm. of the the first part of it is very you know get getting into the the fan the different um houses and the different houses families of the geopolitics and, yeah and the geo the politics of the the galactic empire and um and I, so, I mean yeah. i want to i want to jump off that like i i kind of really appreciated learning about how about this world and and that side of it i think it gave you just enough information mm-hmm. um without like you know going boring into the politics of these uh these families and i mean it what did we just watch um it it was very like adaptive of like medieval medieval times like oh, yeah, this definitely. is even though this is a sci-fi yeah. movie that takes place you know eight thousand years from now mm-hmm. it's it's very much a fantasy and a lot yeah. of it's very much from the, like you know 1300s um mm-hmm. european like yeah fantasy stuff yeah definitely um it, it, yeah kind of reminiscent of game of thrones a little bit like with the different houses and, mm-hmm. and uh yeah um, exactly and um i mean we just yeah we just watched the last duel i was talking about that with derek mm-hmm. and we, we loved hearing about like the politics and what it actually me- meant to own your like castle and the people you're in charge of. And like mm-hmm. very, it felt similar to that, you know, like the emperor giving them different planets to, to yeah. watch over and to take care of and protect. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I, I found that all fascinating just on a like massive story scale. Um, people, people talked about it, maybe it was overcomplicated. I felt like I had my head wrapped around pretty much everything that was going on and maybe the few details I'll just learn more about in the next movie yeah um, but i think they did a great job on that stuff yeah i totally agree um i i almost would even say they i i wish they had gone into a little more detail about the the politics of what was going on because some of it even felt a little a little rushed um not really in a bad way but but in a way where it was just i don't know if i fully grasped like kind of the 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 um steps that were taking place behind the scenes almost like, um, like give some examples like just we can start going more detail get it that would be kind of getting into some spoilers okay but just just how we'll the come fam- back to it. the families like 
how the how the um i get may and i guess again maybe the second the sequel will get more into um what happened but mm-hmm. just why the things ended up happening the way that they did okay um, assuming and that's one that's the big thing i'm sure they'll get to more of like the big twist yeah that, um, that's probably true uh yeah so i i just feel like the the kind of bigger reasons behind that will will come out further mm-hmm. um as one point yeah i guess let me let me say my opening statement and like you said it's hard to talk about this movie i think a reason why it's hard to talk about this movie because all you want to say is just how big and epic and beautiful mm-hmm. and loud it is but that's like the headliner of every article being written about this movie right now so it's mm-hmm. kind of like a boring take at this point yeah right but it just it can't be understated like he dennis Villeneuve's like found out how to deliver scale and mm-hmm. to make things feel larger than life um it just just starting with these individual characters and then zooming out to their like individual spacecrafts and then these giant monolithic things in orbit that the ships Mm -hmm. are flying through like the scale of this movie is just out of control yeah and uh and he nailed it and it just makes you feel like you're a part of something that is so much bigger as a viewer like a world that is so advanced and lived in and kind of ancient too Mm -hmm. like a big part of this is like we kept saying fantasy, like even though it's sci-fi, there's like an ancient fantasiness, um, religiousness well, about everything and its design. Yeah. And uh, it's just really fascinating. Yeah. I would, I would almost um, say that this movie in a lot of ways is more fantasy than science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, th- there's, there's almost this, no science in it. Yeah. Right? There's no science. And it's, it's, there's like this spice that is, um, you know, crucial to the economics of the universe but yeah. it's never really talked about or, or explained. There's clearly like some kind of it's, mythical, magical stuff going on with like the, um, with the mother and the like almost witch or, or um, sorceresses. Yeah, literally, order. they say witches. Yeah, yeah, they say witches. And um, yeah, so and, okay, and yeah, they're, the they're spice like, is a part of the interstellar travel. Like they yeah. said at the beginning, and which is basically magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and even ways, though you're like, seeing like spaceships, you know, traveling across yeah. planets, you're really just seeing like a ship, like just levitating towards where it needs to go without yeah. any for like any rules or further explanations yeah. besides spice is making this possible. Yeah, like, definitely. And even yeah, like how, how, you know, Star Wars is much more of a fantasy as well with like it's magic, uh, you know, the force being just, just right. magic and um the the way lightsabers work sure it's like lasers or laser energy sword thing but it's it's um it uses crystals to um to create that that laser or whatever so it's like it's it takes place in space and so it has kind of a science fiction feel to it but right but space doesn't equal sci-fi yeah definitely yeah that's Um, uh that's very interesting and, um, and yeah, like all the prophecies and and like the him, mm-hmm. or not prophecies, but him like having visions um, of the future and yeah, all, all that is is very fantasy esque. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I I, it's really interesting to see not a ton of science or space type movies really do that uh, go in that direction. Um, so it's really fun to see it uh, and see it explored in that way 
Um, I know this yeah. is a really old I, book and it, not necessarily just this movie, but I, I love seeing it on the scale and uh, with this level of craft. For sure. Um, I, I think he has, this is, this is a long, long enough movie though. I feel like a lot of movies right now that I've seen recently have been about the same length, but um, you know, you gotta, you gotta talk about if someone can hold together an over two and a half hour film like this. And I, I think without a doubt, he keeps the pace on point for this movie. It is. Um, I would go as length. far as to say that this is a breakneck pace for a, for a Actually, movie. Actually, yeah. Almost. Like, I was impressed. Like, so sometimes I see editing cover, cover like huge scoped things very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I notice it. I'm just like, wow. Like, they did not pause on that. And they really could have. Um, I always talk about this with uh like movies like francis ha and while we're young um neil blumkamp what no that's not his name yeah uh yeah neil bloomkamp or something no that's the wrong director i'm afraid anyway anyways like directors who like cover a lot of ground with quick fast who aren't afraid just to move on from a scene and he does this like you're saying throughout this two and a half hours Mm -hmm. um he doesn't necessarily linger when he could have, um, mm. and it's it's pretty. It's yeah, it's pretty unique for such an epic movie that could really slow down at points. Yeah, definitely. With yeah, easily could have gotten bogged down with explanations and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he he really relies heavily on showing uh, and using subtle kind of techniques um, to. Uh, to show like the inner workings of this universe and to give the viewer a a sense of how it all works rather than explaining it. Uh, And and it, he's so clever with a lot of these scenes. And like you said, he, he does these um, like a lot of small scenes that he isn't afraid to just like say what he needs to say or show what he needs to show and then move on. Yet those little scenes some of them are so are still so impressive and like there's there's so much visually in stuff visually interesting going on and um it's uh yeah none of those even though they're like quick and they're kind of to the point they're just still just breathtaking and um like even just the the scene you know with the um i'm gonna blank on so many terms and yeah. names in this Don't movie, worry about but it. um the 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 Hark um guy <clears throat> like him like bathing in that oil yeah um, the costumes as... in that scene are only unique to that scene uh-huh. like yeah so many of the characters the way they talk and then yeah the oil bath yeah um, and there's even a shot where he just focuses on the like coloring of the water as it cuts away. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, of just like the ink splots on the water. I mean, and it just and he shows that shot for a second and then cuts on to the next okay. epic scene. Yeah. And so it yeah, he just um even though a lot of these things are are kind of small and it could get bogged down in <clears throat> in these you know, necessary scenes. Um, every single one is worthwhile and every single moment of this movie is, is breathtaking and it makes it all very engaging. And, um, I think that's, that's where it was, 
at its most successful? There's massive grand scale epic moments that are like, like heart pounding action sequences mm -hmm. in this movie. Um, you know, of like war and violence and all that and all that stuff. Um, you know, sand creatures and things. There's there's also like heart pounding small moments in between those. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is all kind of relating to pace as well. Um, that really had me sucked in. I mean, the infamous hand in the box sequence yeah. was just like so well done. Yeah. And we all like, you know, you remember that from um, uh, the from, previous movie, yeah. uh, previous Dune film. Yeah. David Fincher's Dune. No. What? See, you got it wrong too. Oh um, my God. I did. David yeah. Lynch's David Dune. David Lynch's Dune. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and there's there's just so many of those, like from a grand scale to these personal intimate moments that are just like stunning and thrilling to watch. Um, that even between these like geopolitics, family ruling, um, dialogue heavy stuff, there's really great moments um, that pick up the pace in between all that too that are scattered throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I want to get into uh, spoilers and start talking about scenes. And start talking about characters, um, unless there's other general things you want to bring up. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I guess I just wanted to shout out um, the cinematographer uh, mm -hmm. whose name is I have forgotten. Uh, Craig Craig Frazier. Yeah, um, he's not. You know, he, he hasn't worked have with him before. Yeah, no. I mean, um, Blade Runner was was. Uh, Roger Deakins. Uh, Roger Deakins. A lot of others were. And yeah, but uh, yeah, he, he did like Zero Dark Thirty and mm -hmm. Vice and he's doing The Batman. It's coming out soon. So a lot of his stuff, he did like Foxcatcher and Lion and... Um, Not a huge career for a cinematographer. Yeah. Just a oh, select handful of films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, I really wanted to shout him out because this is some yeah. pretty incredible work here. Um, also, just like the cast, it like it just it's, has such an incredible. Well, let's cast. the cinematography. It's oh yeah, yeah, top yeah. top tier work. Like yeah. something to talk about decades later mm -hmm. type work. Yeah, and maybe Dennis Villeneuve knows how to bring this out of people, but clearly he's worked with good directors before, mm -hmm. and he brought a lot to the table. Like this, this wins the award hands down. Like nothing beat will beat this. Um, this year, probably many other years after. Yeah. Uh, insane. Could yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's even kind of interesting because last year, cinematog best cinematography was won by, um, uh, uh, was it Nomadland? I'm kind of blanking now, but a, a, yeah. a much smaller uh, kind of indie movie, and all the the best cinematographer nominees were smaller indie movies because not too many big movies came out, but so it's kind of it's exciting to see this kind of um big high you know really kind of yeah this kind of high caliber work on display yeah, high caliber work um what shout out the cast yeah oh man we, gotta, we the definitely cast. got this there's so much um yeah you want to i mean Tim timothy chalmay i'm like he's incredible yes he is like i've i'm i'm a i'm a huge huge fan 
Absolutely. You know, call me, yeah. call me by your name was one of his breakout for roles when he was mm-hmm. like 17 or whenever, actually he was 17 in the movie. He was probably a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he consistently keeps choosing mm-hmm. great roles and yeah, this is just equally as impressive. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, and then, so yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa is super fun. Um, Isn't Jason Momoa did great? He's yeah, super believable. Absolutely. Um, Josh Brolin was really good as the kind of the hard, you know, the stern kind of mm-hmm. hard hitting mentor. Uh, Javier Bardem. I haven't seen Javier Bardem <clears throat> in a while in a movie. Yeah, and he, he shows up out of nowhere, right? Yeah, um, he, he's I, he's probably going to have a much larger role in the second one um, True. he only comes in early on in this movie and then shows well he's going to have a larger probably have a larger role in the next one but um <clears throat> uh he was really fantastic for the small mm-hmm. amount of time he was on there um dave batista he's always Batista's fun to see he like... is he is an actor i know they work together on blade runner but like he's a yeah that's true I he's a about star that. yeah um, he does really well. He's probably going to be in the next one a lot more. Um, and uh, yeah, Rebecca I, I Ferguson thought, was yeah, both so Rebecca Ferguson, fantastic. Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac brought a lot to their roles. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, you know, love for yeah. their child. Yeah, subtlety. Um, also yeah. like a ton of strength. And yeah. I don't know, just everybody from top to yeah. bottom was believable. Yeah, St- and then... Absolute shout out, uh, Stellan Skarsgård as the, the villain, kind of the right? villain. Um, yeah. man, such a perfect voice for that role. It's um, just his normal, like, they yeah, have that's to just his voice, it. yeah. Just his voice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the way he plays it is just so good and brilliantly cast. Um, are we even going to shout out Zendaya, or does that not count yet? <clears throat> um, yeah, movie? she she plays a, a fairly small role but uh yeah yeah we'll see she she has blue eyes in this one yeah <laughs> was, was you cool. don't really don't really think of maybe people do now but i don't really dennis villanov like gathers a team of actors around all of his movies mm-hmm. um everybody's recognizable but he fits them in in just like perfect roles and i just see yeah, outstanding casting mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah, from early on in Prisoners, like really all the way through, just brings right. out incredible performances from a lot of great actors. <clears throat> Ready to do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's just, let's, oh God. Right, let's go into Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Really just go see the movie. Don't even listen to this podcast Absolutely. unless you've seen it. Um, so. Here we go. Let's talk about some specific scenes and then even like specific plot details as well. Like uh, I wanted to like talk about kind of the climax when I was, when I was saying there's these epic scale moments, but also some like smaller intimate stuff that are just as intense, like just that one-on-one knife fight mm-hmm. um, in the sand, like in the sand after all they've been through to like prove his life. And it's even like, a plot detail that becomes believable because there's like all these cultures are soaked in so much tradition. You're like, okay, we're actually going to have a hand-to-hand combat to death mm-hmm. to prove like who's a better man. Yeah. Again, a, a medieval a duel. Yeah. You know? We just saw the last duel, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, this is so barbaric. What are we watching? But it's like, okay, like this is, this is it a fantasy fits, medieval movie where this well exists. This world. Yeah. 
And the way that like scene plays out with just him absolutely like toying with him. And then the mom, the guy's like, why, why is he, is he playing around with him? And the mom's just like, he's never killed a man before. Mm -hmm. And you like feel that pain and tension yeah. that he just like wants him to surrender so bad. And just the way everything plays out mm -hmm. was just an incredible climax to yeah. the movie. It, yeah. And it make, makes that scene so much more, have so much more depth than, um, than it, it normally would just as a knife fight between two people yeah. and you know with with beef when it ends the music you know like goes like absolutely gorgeous things go into slow motion for a bit there's that shot of him walking away from the like fight and the kind of people the sand people around him are like you know touching him on the shoulder mm -hmm. and it's just it's just so epic on such a small scale and there's just mm -hmm. like so much emotion behind it um just really really good mm -hmm, definitely yeah i um, where go ahead i, can I guess going. i i mean that that scene is absolutely incredible and the whole build up to that scene is is remarkable as well build up's like a half hour before and, right like yeah, it just yeah definitely stop um but i was gonna ask where where uh where were you hooked was there a scene like early on with that just like that got you so... a scene? Yeah. This is such a good question. Do you say yours first? Well, I'm going to probably, as I'm about to say it, I'm realizing it's probably a, a really easy answer, but the box scene, mm -hmm. um, like before that I was, I was really engaged and really interested, but I was still kind of mm -hmm. in my head, like thinking like, this is so incredible. This is like, in and um you know this looks so good but like why you know just not just kind of still in my head and then when that scene hit like the emotional impact of that scene for timothy chalamet's character uh but then also the the mother character like ferguson outside just yeah it just like yeah eyes out that was so incredible um that it just like sucked me in and i was just mm -hmm. like it was one of those like moments that I've only had a few times in a movie where, or, or yeah. you know, exp movie experiences where I'm like watching the movie and then like, ha like so far into the movie, I realize, wait, I'm watching a movie right now. Like you kind of come back to your body and yeah. you realize that you're sitting in a movie theater and then you're like back in the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Like I know from mean. that moment on, I was just like so hooked and so into the world. Um, I th maybe just to not be as obvious. Like I remember a little bit before that there's, he, he gets out of bed and goes and have, has breakfast with his mom. Mm -hmm. um, and for the first time you hear like them talking about the voice uh -huh. and he tries it for a second yeah. and you hear the like sound effect, but mm -hmm. also the camera, like, starts like focusing on things around the room mm -hmm. over and over again. That's not even the two characters. It's just like set dressing. Yeah. Um, you know, it shows the, it shows the statue, the like small, like paperweight statue of the bull, which we kind mm -hmm. of find out says grandpa, which doesn't have much meaning except for it's just like family. Yeah. Um, ancient family history that means so much to these characters um, and this world. But yeah, I mean, for, I guess to just a little less obvious of an answer. I, maybe it was that scene as well. Yeah. 
um, where I just saw like the potential. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That was a great scene. And like you first hear the voice and like how he's going to do use the voice throughout. Yeah. And I love how it, um, it, how the voice, every time he like shows people use the voice, it's like elevated because it's like maybe three or four times throughout mm-hmm. the movie it's so that's the first one and he's really weak and uh the way he says it isn't as powerful but it's he's still able to get mm-hmm. his mom to to do the thing uh the second time is when the the witch lady um right in the in the box makes him walk over and and that was so cool but she still like he wasn't expecting it and it wasn't like an impassioned thing. So it was still a little bit subtle. But then like the last time when they're in the ship flying away and the mom uses it mm-hmm. with like anger and force and pa- true power, it's like terrifying. And it like I saw it in Dolby Atmos. I don't know how you saw it, but it was like shaking the seats. Yeah. And um, yeah, and like each time it was it was like watching it again you know experiencing it for the first time again because he was able to like use it in a new way or like elevate it to a new level each time it felt fresh and loved it every every time yeah this i mean the sound mixing it was shocking it was intense and uh-huh. uh, yeah that escape sequence on the ship just worked yeah really well for me um yeah. the just the way they got out of that alive mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted like a big plot point that I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, but the further along it went, I I just really was digging it. I think kind of the first hints of it, forget what character says it, but he, he's talking about he's talking about Paul, the lead character, and um, you know his bloodlines. And one of the characters is like, like your dad isn't your only like bloodline here. Like that's important. Like Mm -hmm. I forget the exact line, but they're like, your, your mom's side is the far more significant one Mm -hmm. that's in play right now. Yeah. And that plot point follows through. Like this movie becomes a movie about, uh, you know, Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson Mm -hmm. and their, their relationship and their survival. Yeah. As pretty much everybody around them dies mm-hmm. and they become more and more isolated and helpless. Yeah. Like I, I was getting like straight up red wedding vibes mm-hmm. from game of Thrones. I was just like, yeah. everybody yeah. is gone and yeah. it's just these two people on the run. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I loved that this epic, epic movie, mm-hmm. you know, and like ends with these two characters on the run in the middle of the like absolute like sand desert. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, like, it was just such an unexpected path for me to be taken down. And I saw it like, as it was happening, I was just like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. this is such a unique story. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. How old is this? How old is this book? 1965. I got yeah. it open right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that like, yeah, it's such a great story. It's, so interesting there's so much depth to it and yeah it's been around for a long time it's kind of like you know lord of the rings not quite as old as lord of the rings but it's like it's it's timeless it's um yeah i i I did get some serious lord of the rings vibes 
at the very end. Like I was saying, at that slow motion after the fight, and then they kind of leave, and there's the voiceover comes back again. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget what he says, like sand powers or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> sand right? power. Yeah. Um, and the music is just swelling, and I like like tears started coming out of my eyes. Uh-huh. I was just like. I know it's about to end and I'm yeah. so excited that there's going to be another half yeah. to this movie. Uh-huh. Um, like the end of fellowship is Sam exactly. and Frodo are walking off. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think one of the characters in a cheesy, but like good way. And maybe Zendaya turns around and she was like, says the line of some sorts, like this is only the beginning. Yeah. Or, uh, he says like sand powers and she's like, you have no idea. This is just the beginning. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, and like he, he looks over and he sees the guy like, riding the worm uh, yeah. across the desert and like holy shit yeah i'm getting there's just so much like intensity inside right of me like tears started coming yeah. out of my eyes yeah. and i was just like knew it was about to cut and i was uh-huh. so ready yeah. for it um, and yes lord of the rings vibes and that, yeah. i meant to relate that back because i felt like i was in high school watching the end of fellowship of the ring again mm-hmm. definitely uh yeah. one one scene that i wanted to i kind of forgot about that was uh that kind of took me to another another level um yeah was this just the scene where the worm was coming from for them and they're like running away so is when the the harvester or the the worm was coming for him the harvester was supposed to get picked up it doesn't get picked up and so and then um i think josh brolin comes and grabs timothy chalamet and they're running back um and then like the sand starts like they start sinking. sinking into the sand mm-hmm. and like that idea i i don't remember if this was in the first in the david lynch one or maybe it's a, it's a, uh, how it's described in the book but you know you think giant worms like moving quickly through sand how is that possible uh and then yeah the idea of, that you vibrate the sand in a way so much that it like turns into that like almost liquid um, mm-hmm. and, and so they're like sinking into it and it's just like it was so cool and yeah and i loved it so much they and there's they that shot it's in the trailer but it is when you see the shot they get on the like steps of the spacecraft to pull them away mm-hmm. and the worm comes out of the ground but the shot is silhouetted behind um is it Josh Brolin and Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, I think so. With them head dangling on the edge of the plane, mm-hmm. uh, with the worm in the like backdrop, oh, it is so beautiful. God, that was it. Yep. I, yeah. I, I mean, just so like we're not only praising because these are there's a few like nits to pick, but I was very happy that they like went above and beyond in the moments after. I was like, all right, I'm fine with this. Like the, the coincidentalness of like they fly out there to look at the harvest and Mm. they see they like instantly they see the worm coming Mm -hmm. they signal everyone like them to go pick up the plane the thing breaks while looking through the like binoculars at it and it's Mm -hmm. just like it was a little cheesy for a moment but then i like appreciated how big that scene ended up escalating after that yeah um and not and just like you're saying not in its epicness but then also in like timothy chalamet's um character development too yeah with him like you know um you the spice putting him into another dream state yeah. like near the plane like i don't yeah. know it's just like it made up well made up for my little like 
nit yeah, that I had to pick at the start of the scene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but and then also how that like transitions into the the fact that when the Harkonnens left, they left everything kind of in disarray and right. They, they talk about they that after kind of too, and you're like, oh, to fail, right. and mm-hmm. so it kind of made. I like how they they kind of explain it. A little bit later on why that when he gets back he runs straight up to that girl and he's just like we had no chance here yeah yeah Yeah. um super and yeah i guess my small knit was which are isn't hardly even a knit because i love how fast-paced the movie was but like why why were they set up to fail and why why did the harkonnen come back so aggressively um, and I assume the Harkonnen left seemingly on their own. Yeah. Well, they were told like, to leave by the emperor. Um, and, and, uh, because they had too much power apparently. And then the emperor sent the, this new family, but he said he, like, he was set up to fail by the emperor. I don't know why the emperor would right. tell and, him to, and, and then that, the, that is what I think we. I'm hoping to find out yeah. at least. Like, yeah. um, I'm just. I'm guessing that is a reveal. Like yeah. that sounds like something that will come in a big moment. Yeah. Is like why were they set up to fail? Why did this happen to this family? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so it it is a bit confusing, but I think once you just like realize you saw half of a movie, or half literally half of a book, like hopefully it comes back around. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, like things are flying through my head. Yeah. The little needle scene, which mm-hmm. stood, was a big moment in the David Lynch film. I, mm-hmm. for some reason, I really remember that scene Yeah. in the David Lynch film, um, with, the uh, assassin, you know, trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, just like even that small intense as hell moment, mm-hmm. um, of him, like watching the videos of the history of the planet. And then yeah. that, that needle coming through the wall and the like, awesome shot of the like light on his mm-hmm. face yeah as he's trying not to move yeah uh just like really really good like that's that's again i don't remember how david lynch movie did it or how the book does it but you know that scene was from the david lynch movie and yet he's like in this one he shoots it as he he's like walking through this hologram and like hiding behind this hologram tree. And that's kind of what I mean by sure. That scene was in other movies, but like the way that he does it and the way that he builds that is mm-hmm. so unique in this movie. And like, that's the, the way that he, that scene was shot is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, what the hell else? I don't know. And then, like, just like the attack on on the city, so many huge explosions, and it looked so good. Mm-hmm. Every moment looked so good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just it's just absolutely like devastating. Like the amount of shit that was just blowing up. There's even that like one of the final shots where they like really like the design of like the mortar explosions Mm -hmm. and how they like detonate and how they like uh, split off from the like original like shot that was fired. Yeah. 
there's there's just like so many good choices and so many like great yeah. visuals even in like all that yeah, destruction definitely I, I feel like one thing we never got to see and this is just coming to me now i didn't really even think of it while i was watching the movie is like the underworkings of that city mm -hmm. um we yeah. see it only from like the palace yeah. perspective and i'm literally just thinking this now it didn't bother me during the movie but mm -hmm. like i'm surprised we actually didn't get a few extra scenes like inside uh, the market the fat, more the factory see, yeah. see like the civilians who were there yeah exactly because it was a um, yeah it was a big big place yeah um yeah no time i guess no too time. much to do all right anything else you want to mention i feel like we've actually touched up on a lot of stuff and i could yeah. just keep listing scenes but like yeah definitely. i don't know i got it. i got it out of my system yeah definitely um incredible I'm so excited for the next one. Um, 2023. Yeah. Oh, it's so far away. It's probably two years. Yeah. Which is, I guess that's fast for any movie. That's, a, but... that's an interesting, like you don't really hear, see that anymore these days. Um, I feel like it, I don't know if you've ever even ever seen that in movies where you make literally just half of a movie without green lighting a sequel. Yeah. But just waiting to see how good it does or doesn't yeah. do so you can fund the next one. Like we will literally not even finish the story, not finish the movie. We will give the world half of a movie if mm -hmm. this doesn't if this doesn't do well. For sure. Yeah, like if this hadn't have done good or maybe they just ended up selling this to Netflix and just calling it off. Mm -hmm. Like well think about if this movie had just gone to streaming like in mid two thousand twenty. Yeah, and we never saw the next part of Denz Villeneuve's vision. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I would be so devastated. Yeah, and that could have easily have happened over the last year and a half. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting, and I I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a huge like a almost a positive. Like, what a risk to take, you know? Like, because mm -hmm. that could, yeah, that could really come back to bite you. Like if you're only going to make half of a movie and people don't really, aren't really into that and don't want to just go see a two and a half hour, half of a movie without having a second one on the way, you know, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's call it here and talk about next Tuesday. We're going to do a little bit more of a unique episode. We're trying to put together. Um, we're going to do kind of our Halloween special. Mm -hmm. um, uh, why don't you list off the four-ish movies we're, we're going to go for, Sean? Well, it's a little up in the air. We need to talk about it. I, initially. Um, Halloween Kills. Yeah. Our initial ones were Halloween Kills, um, uh, uh, Titan, Titan, Titany, Titany, and then Lamb, and then the big one. The big one is uh, Last Night in Soho. Right. Um, having seen a few of the, a couple of those movies, I, oh, another one is, what was it called? The Nick and Derek wanted to review the Undertaker movie. All right, that'd be interesting. <laughs> um, and, what's, and maybe uh, Antlers. Or, so yeah, or Antlers is the right. other one. I Because honestly, Lamb is not super horror-y in my opinion my mind really hey spoilers oh, did you not see it? Seen it yet okay uh, but let's let's not hash yeah. out those yeah. are the potential films that we'll talk about on our 
Halloween special do more of a cutthroat um, mm-hmm. listing of all these horror movies that came out in October, and it'll be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Please like and subscribe, and maybe we'll have a bigger crowd than just two people here for that one. Um, see you, everybody. Yep. Peace. Bye.